Hey guys, how's it going? Rex Overdrive here doing kind of a, a first time ever on this YouTube channel. I've never done a live stream before. Uh, I wanted to do something like this just to have more interaction with you guys. Um, so that way you can kind of chat in uh, in the live chat, give us your thoughts. But today I've joined me and my good buddy going back to starting our YouTube channels together, Spike Getty. How you doing, buddy? Hey, how's it going, Rex? Pretty good. Uh, ready to talk some spoilers for The Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, it's It's been quite a divisive movie from what I've seen, so I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. Um, so I guess everyone on my channel knows my thoughts about this thing. Um, I loved the movie. I thought it was great. It's not a perfect movie by any means. There's definitely some flaws in there. Some kind of things that are a little bit wacky, a little bit weird, new yeah. to this whole Star Wars franchise and we'll get into those things but i guess just give us a rundown of your general thoughts of the film all right uh yeah i liked it a lot i think uh I, you know i left the theater very happy with it and uh you know there, there were a couple things that bothered me about it a little bit but i was just shocked by the amount of uh fan uh reviews yeah. from rotten tomatoes and how they were just trashing the movie and i went on imdb which was a mistake to look at just reviews of what people were saying and just all the zeros out of tens and the ones out of tens and yeah. oh, I cried and I cried in the theater and how dare they do that to Luke Skywalker and all that stuff and so I was I was taken aback by that because I really enjoyed the movie and I really had a good time watching For it. For sure. And, uh, I was gonna go see it again today, but uh, plans came up. But I'm gonna go see it again tomorrow. So I and I'm excited to see more and, and watch more of it. Um, it it. it I felt, you know, a lot of people with The Force Awakens, they're like, it's too much like A New Hope. Um, right. I felt like with this one, it had a lot of the elements of Empire Strikes Back without feeling like a beat-for-beat beat copy of it, like yeah. Force Awakens felt like sometimes. I agree. Um, you know, and so, I, yeah, I, I just basically, I really enjoyed it. A um, couple things that bothered me about it, but it, we'll get into that. And um, uh, other than that, yeah, it was great. Yeah, I, I, I definitely love the film. Um, you know, I'm not ready to rank this thing amongst like the other Star Wars movies. Right. Uh, it, it's too soon. I've seen the movie three times, surprisingly, already. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> I know. I three feel prepared now. <laughs> yeah, so I'm ready for this thing. I'm ready to dig in deep. But, um, All right. <laughs> but uh, I, I just kind of want to go over the like the premise of this movie. It's a definitely a smaller scale Star Wars story. As far as like kind of the, I don't know. It's it's definitely you're not blowing up any planets. Or, exactly. Uh, that, that's that's what I'm saying. Or, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So so pretty much the movie starts out with the resistance. They're fleeing their their base with the planet on. Uh, I believe it's Dakar. Um, we saw in the yeah. Force Awakens the Hosnian system where the Republic of uh, that's that's. The Hosnian system was the, the the planet where the current Republic was being at, and the First Order destroyed it. Right. Um, and so they didn't really have any place to go. The First Order was breathing down their necks, and right during the middle of their escape, the First Order pops up. And that moment where you see those two characters, uh, which, by, by the way, the blonde girl, that's actually Carrie Fisher's daughter. Yep, yep, I knew that. Um, yeah, so those two characters, they see those those Star Destroyers pop up in the sky during the middle of their evacuation, and they're just like, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, and then we get that epic uh, space battle, which I loved. Yeah. Um, you get Poe Dameron. Okay, so what did you think of that Poe Dameron, like, in Ky or, uh, General Hux 
dynamic right there. Where I see that's the one time for me where the humor kind of fell, and, and it yeah. didn't. It didn't. I had the same problem. This is a completely different movie, but the beginning of Thor Ragnarok kind of did the same thing. Yeah, where they they thought they were being really funny with like this 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 evil villain, and it was just kind of it just fell flat for me. It I, it I think it worked for what it wanted to do, but it was I don't think it was as like a barrel full of laughs like they thought it was going to be when they when they shot the scene and edited it and all that. Um, but I thought the action itself was great. I thought you know him, uh, you know pulling the e-brake or whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, that was to, pretty to, cool. To shoot, the, to shoot the last cannon and all that, that was pretty sweet. I, I really dug that scene other than that playful banter kind of thing that happened there. And I, I'm usually a big fan of that kind of stuff. I, I, I'm i not the guy that's like, oh, these movies are too funny or they're trying to be too funny. I, I enjoy good humor, but that, it just fell flat for me. Yeah, for sure. It, it I thought it, it's funny, but does it fit in like the context of the situation in Star Wars? That that's kind of where I was right. coming from with that. Well, humor. It, it makes sense because he was trying to like stall him for time or yeah. whatever. But it just I felt like they could have done that a different way. Yeah, and I guess they did kind of give a little bit of that that personality of Poe in the Force Awakens when he gets yeah. kind of like captured by Kylo Ren in the First Order. Like, who talks first? You, I talk first. Like, he's kind of a playful guy, um, right? But I don't know. It's just, the, just the like reaction on Hux's face. It just, I don't know. It just felt like I was watching Spaceballs or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, you know, it was definitely Spaceball. Yeah, yeah, which sure. it's funny. I mean, it, 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 like I think all of the humor in the Last Jedi, it's definitely grown on me. Especially like this movie felt very like front loaded with the comedy. Because yeah. I guess co- towards like the end of the movie, it kind of gets pretty heavy, and there's not really it does, yeah. a whole lot of time to throw in like jokes and quips and things like that. Yeah, um, the funniest uh, if if we're jumping here, the funniest scene to me is uh, when Luke uh, uh, went up to those those mammals and milked their milked their tats, so to speak. Oh yeah, green milk, and he had it all over his face, and he looked furious. Yeah, and I don't know if that was meant to be funny or what it was, but I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, that was really that, that, good. That that made me laugh a well, little bit. And it tur- the the creature like turns around and like looks at Ray like like yeah <laughs> it's, it's, yeah yeah, and it just makes that creature like so right. disgusting. Yeah, it was pretty gross, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, back to the synopsis. So like uh, okay, so we and then we have that bombing mission where the the resistance is you you have that first order dreadnought that pops up. Right yep. as they're trying to flee. And when that freaking dreadnought popped up on screen, I was just like, oh my god, that thing just looks like a total like war machine. It just For looks sure. so scary. And it had that like that like uh who was that captain? He had that um, like raspy British voice. He just felt like a total like Yeah. I uh, I I know what you're talking about. I can't I can't place it, but yeah. The, it was it was definitely they came in and it was a really badass looking ship. I thought the movie got really heavy right there too. Yeah, especially and I, with... I didn't I didn't understand what was, I was like. What is this movie? What you know? She's you know holding on to her pendant as she and I thought it was um, I thought it was like a religious thing they were going for there. But then you find out later that's not at all what it was. Right, right. But I, I was just like, whoa, she's like suicide bombing them right now. This is crazy, you know. Like this is pretty heavy for a star wars or, or a disney movie you know yeah um 
But I, I still enjoyed it. It just took me back a little bit because it had been – they, you know, despite the action, they had tried to keep it fun up to that point, and then it just went – it was not fun there. That was that was pretty heavy. So Yeah. yeah. Well, well, and, like, for it to be Rose's sister and just have that meaningful impact. Right. Uh, I think that character's name was Paige, if I'm not mistaken. And, yeah, they did that little symbolism with that, that gold uh, – Yep. Was it a moon or like a moon crescent? I, I yeah, it, it looked like they were supposed to fit together in almost like a yin yang type way. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, that's what I got from it. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but almost like a you know you see those like friendship bracelets that they're a heart and they crack in half and then you can put them to, or not bracelets but necklaces and they crack in half and you can put them together that little girls have and all that. Right. That's what it made me think of. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. But yeah, that was a super heavy heavy moment. In that yeah. scene. And I guess after that, they end up escaping and Poe kind of gets reprimanded for his actions because Leia obviously wanted them to pull um, and retreat mm-hmm. so they could escape. But Poe kind of incur or like, you know, he flipped off the comm while Leia was like telling him to, to flee or retreat. Mm-hmm. And then they, uh, you know they attacked that dreadnought because he said it was a fleet killer, which it obviously was. Who knows if they would have even made it out of that if they didn't right. get, destroy that thing. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So he sort of gets like reprimanded and then demoted to a captain instead of a commander. Um, and then I think after that, we kind of just go to like Ray and, and uh, yeah, we jump in with uh, Luke there. And, and yeah. Ray and- so, Okay, so there were so many theories, like who Ray was, all of that type of stuff. Now, what do you think when Ray handed Luke that lightsaber and he just chucked it off the cliff there? You, you know, I, I, I wasn't really surprised by that. I, I know a lot of a lot of the problem that a lot of people have with this movie is that oh, Ray or not Ray, Luke is. Oh, he's he's supposed to be the hero of the galaxy, and he's hiding, and he's this whiny baby, and da 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 da. Luke Skywalker has always been that guy. He's always been the guy to you know he'd rather go play with his buddies than you know, uh, shit. What's the line about power converters? Or I want to go. You know to, what I mean? I want to go to Tassie Station to pick up some power converters. Right, exactly. You know, so he he's always been that guy. Yeah. It, just because he saved the galaxy doesn't not make him that guy. Right. And so, yeah, the you know, and this is stuff we'll get into a little later, but the fact that he felt like he failed the galaxy, yes, he went into hiding. Yes, that makes sense. Yes, he'd want nothing to do with the lightsaber. You yeah. Know, I, I just don't understand why people don't get about that other than, well, for the last 30 years, I've had Luke Skywalker built up in my mind as this, and he's not. Right. You know, and well, uh, go ahead. Well, and it kind of plays into – in. When I went to Star Wars Celebration Orlando this past spring, Daisy Ridley spoke a little bit about this. She said, like, you know, sometimes when you meet your childhood heroes, they don't necessarily turn out to who you imagine them to be. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and that's, I think that's, that's a, a perfect thing. a perfect example. And it's kind of a similarity to uh, the Karate Kid with Mr. Miyagi, you know, like, uh, is it Daniel? Daniel. Uh, yeah, Daniel son. Yeah, Danielson wants Mr. Miyagi to to train him, and he's pretty uh, resistant to that, right? Was yeah, that how it, that was in that film? God, I haven't seen that movie in so long. But yeah, I think me it's either. The same kind of thing. Like, yeah, he felt like he failed the student, so why would he train anybody in karate? You know, right? And he asks, it, he asks yeah. Ray, "Why are you here?" And she said, "The resistance sent me." And he's like, "No, why are you here?" You know, and right. she's obviously says later on in the movie, she's just trying to 
find someone to show me my place in all of this. Right. So, you know, she, she's trying to find things within herself. Um, and you know, some of those, they get answered a little bit later on in the movie. Um, maybe they, she knew those things the entire time. She just never wanted to admit it. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later, but, um, there's also that dynamic where we find out that Snoke is, uh, I guess I don't even really know what to call it, where he's giving them like a force like connection, really, where they can now communicate I, with curious, each other. I'm curious about what you actually think about that. Do you do you think he had as much to do with that as you you know what I mean, as he says he does? Or is there some connection between Ray and Kylo that we don't understand yet? Well, he obviously said that in the throne room where he you know he admitted that he bridged that connection between the two but we also see that at the end of the movie right where right. Rey's on the Falcon and they still have that connection now is yeah. that because since they had that connection they can still continue to have that or is there something else really going on I I, I, I think I'd like to think there's something else going on there. I don't think I think th- I think they gave us two big misdirections in this movie um, that are going to be cleared up in the next one, and that's one of them that he connected them, so to speak. And the other one is Kylo Ren telling Ray, "Your parents were nothing. They're nobody. You don't. They don't mean anything." I'm still on the the Obi Wan Kenobi ancestor train, and I, I think that's going to be revealed in the final movie. But that's we'll, that's we'll see. I mean, personally, I I like the idea that she's just kind of like nobody where she's you know she came from nothing to being this important figure in the galaxy um and i i like that idea too but i think they're they're trying everybody was so obsessed with that in between these two movies you know who's raised parents who's raised parents who's raised parents that was the number one thing anybody would ask anybody about star wars and i think they're just trying to throw everybody off that scent and they're going to yeah. bring it back. And it, maybe it won't be the next movie. Maybe they never will. Maybe I'm wrong. That's my personal opinion on it. Um, I don't think they're ever going to talk about Snoke again because people are upset about that too. Um, I think he uh, he was kind of a red herring, so to speak. It is, oh, for but sure. We'll get, we'll get to that later. We're, I'm jumping ahead here on you. Um, okay, so I guess kind of a little bit later on in the film, we see uh, Princess Leia get sucked into the vacuum of space. Mm-hmm. What were your yeah. thoughts on Whew. flying? Not necessarily um, flying Leia, but she uses the force to draw herself back into the the ship. Yeah, I I didn't have a problem with it. I I thought it was cool. I I know some people had a problem with it. I think it's a cool thing to. They really wanted to make sure people understood how important Leia is and powerful Leia is, and in you know, uh, by association, obviously Carrie Fisher too. You know. Uh, passing away this past year, you know, they, they really wanted to make that character feel special. And I think they achieved that. And that was the big part of it was, yeah. you know, her, her flying into space. My question is, didn't th- that was the bridge, right? Yeah. Cause Admiral Radis was on that and he said all leadership that was on the bridge. But then uh, weren't they on the same exact bridge later? Um, I mean, I, I honestly don't really remember. Um, yeah, to that, me, that's a good I mean, point, it, though. It's probably just oh, there's two bridges on this ship, Maybe. or they're on a you know 
But to me, it was like, that looks like the same exact bridge that she got sucked out the window on. But I, I could be wrong on that. Hey, maybe they can just do repair work extremely fast. Because yeah, it was Robots on that. It was on that Mon Calamari ship, the yep. the Radis. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that is a good point. I never realized that. Yeah, is that the same bridge or a different bridge? Is there like a? T- well, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember. I'll just have to watch the movie again. You have really to watch get it into that. Time. But uh, <laughs> I get, when I go see it tomorrow, I'll let you know what I think. Okay. Yeah, because that's just something I never really really noticed. And now that you right. point that out, I'll have to kind of pay attention towards that um but after that leia gets uh put into recovery um and then we see vice admiral holdo which i I, you didn't like you didn't like laura dern as that character it's not necessarily her but my my biggest gripe with the movie besides kylo ren's high-waisted pants is that um (laughs) if they just tell poe what the plan is if they just tell him, "Hey, this is what we're doing. This is why we're we're gassing these these shuttles. This is what we're doing," the whole second act of the movie doesn't exist. That's true, but you know, hear hear so, me out real quick. Okay, okay. All right, all right. So, Laura Dern's character, uh, Amalyn Holdo, I think's her name. She mm. was on a different craft when all that happened. Um, right. So. She never met Poe before, so all she really knows is that he just kind of like, he kind of like uh, took over that that mission and kind of just mm-hmm. kind of he just kind of made like a an executive call like right on the fly, right. Um, and last thing she really knows about uh, Leia is that she demoted his ass, right. No, so, and I, I completely understand the character decision. I don't have a problem with that. It's just the the one thing where I was like, ugh. Once that whole story arc was over in the second act, and then you find out what her plan is. Yeah. And then you see like all the you know the the you know this block falls here and this marble rolls on here and all the stuff that happens as a cause of that. You go, man, if she just would have told them, yeah. that would have saved so much time and energy for everybody. But that's yeah, just that's, that's, that's not true. Yeah, it's not just a huge deal. right. Um. Okay, so let me see. I have my notes here. I, I okay. So my biggest gripe with the entire movie is just the whole side quest with Finn and Rose mm-hmm. uh, when they go to Canto Bite to get the uh, the Master Code Breaker to hack that First Order code so they can shut down that uh, the tracking system that they were using to track the the Resistance through hyperspace. Right now, to me, I. <laughs> I don't know. I I like the idea of like bringing in this like kind of like prequel world. You know, it's it was very reminiscent of something from the prequels as like yep. vi- visually. I agree. Um I I actually just to stop you real quick. I almost when they said what's that noise and they go to look outside, I thought there were going to be pod racers flying by. Oh yeah, that I, that would have been a cool sure callback. And then it was the big uh horse type, you know, alien, but anyway, I I just I just I saw that and I saw the track and I went, no way, they're not doing pod racers, and then it wasn't. But that would have been sweet. I mean, they could have done pod racing, right. but there's also kind of a, you know, a underlying message throughout right, this whole sure. whole uh, sequence. But I don't know. For me, it was just like it felt very reminiscent of like Harry Potter at times. Like I don't know. It just and even even just like okay, you pull up. 
you pull up Maz Kanata in a hollow vid to find somebody to hack first order code. I thought the Maz Kanata hollow vid looked pretty shitty. And like, yeah. does, does Poe even know Maz Kanata? I, yeah, I know, actually, I know, I know Finn does. Well, I think, I think the idea is that, um, you know, he's a well-connected dude, similar to Han Solo. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. oh, he would know. Yeah, I, th- I think that's they're just trying to, you know, be like, oh, just run with this. He would know Maz Kanata. Yeah, she, everybody knows Maz Kanata. You know what I mean? One of those right. kind of things. And I think there was a deleted scene, or I don't think it made the Blu-ray or anything like that, but. In one of those first trailers for The Force Awakens, it showed somebody handing Leia the lightsaber. And I believe mm-hmm. that was Maz Kanata. She was supposed to go back after her like castle got blown oh, yeah. up. She I was supposed to go. That. She was supposed to be with them at the end, yeah. She was supposed to go back to that resistance base. So obviously, yeah, they probably would have met there, but it was right. never implied in any of these movies. So it's kind of just kind of a little bit of a confusing plot point of I guess why they would know each other, but it's not that big of a deal. I mean, it would have been cool if that was Lando, who they contacted. Yeah. But well, I almost thought the Master Codebreaker was going to be Lando too. That would have been cool. That would have. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, that's like that's too much. That's too that's too much uh, coincidence in the galaxy. That giant galaxy for him to be this Master Codebreaker. You know. Yeah. That would have been the perfect place for him to go to, though. That Canto yeah. Bite, like Casino City. I, well, I didn't think. I mean, I thought about it. And I was like, "Nah, that's not going to be him." But I expected him to be at like a craps table or something. Oh yeah, things. you know, yeah. I, that would be cool. Yeah. I, what's the deal with Benicio del Toro, man? I know it was so bizarre. Like that guy's weird. Like, and that's you know, that's all him. Like, oh yeah, the way he spoke in Guardians, the way you know, every movie he's in, he's got to throw some kind of weird ass tick in his character or whatever. And he, I don't know it. Uh, I was talking to my dad about it because I went and saw him, and he loved that character. Oh, just, really? The, the problem with me is like, it wasn't. That's Benicio del Toro. That's not a character in this movie. Yeah. To me, like he's a good character actor, but when he does stuff like that, it almost takes you out of that character. You know, like what? What's the deal with this guy? Why is he stuttering like that? You know. Right. Oh, that's that again. A small nitpick for me, but yeah. And there's also the thing where, like, how did he ever find out that those uh, transport ships were being cloaked and, like, you know, they, it, you know, those those transport ships were flying off to that that old resistant or old uh, rebel well, base. Didn't, didn't um. Didn't Poe tell Finn that? I believe so, but I don't know if... I mean, maybe DJ just overheard it while he was I, like... Yeah, I think they showed, like, uh, he was, like, working on something on on the ship, and he, like, okay. they shot the camera at him, and he made kind of, like, a face, like he was definitely listening, and they shot back. I could be wrong about that. Did he, I like, raise an eyebrow, like, like... Yeah, like, huh? Like, you know, like, oh, I, I heard that, so now, you know... And that... I. Because I remember there being something that tipped a suspicion with me that he's gonna he's gonna turn on him, and I okay. I, I want to say that happened, but I, I I don't remember exactly. So yeah, he's just kind of a guy that kind of I guess plays both sides. You know, yep. whoever has the money, obviously. Yep. And it's it's almost like the um. You know, their their part of the story to me is the most Empire Strikes Back part of it because at the end they they lost. Finn and Rose, they lost, and and he's the Boba Fett guy or the Lando guy going, hey, you know, uh, sorry, I had to turn on you, right? Yeah. So it, that that's the one part that really mirrored, you know, the the previous or the the first trilogy, 
in the, being the second movie to me. You know, right. like, oh, uh, they, they lost. You know what I mean? And that's that. That's what was cool about Empire Strikes Back is that they didn't really win. You know, it, it was going on to the next movie. And I think a similar thing happened in this movie. So. Right. Um, and we also get to see Ray trying to bring Kylo to, back to the light side. That, that was interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I I knew that she was going to fail. There was a slight sliver of me that was, like, thinking, are these two actually going to, like, start a relationship? Is this whole, like, yeah, they, Raylo thing going to be a thing? They had romantic chemistry for sure. That was, yeah. uh, that was a part of it. When, you know, they were together in their visions or whatever you want to call it, there was definitely a romantic chemistry there. And um, I think that's part of the reason that Kylo did what he did. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, Obviously, he had some delusions there about what was going to happen after after that. So, right, yeah. So they they both were thinking that they could bring them on their side. Ray was right. thinking she could bring Kylo back to the light, and Kylo obviously thought Ray would end up teaming up with him so they could rule the galaxy and obviously overthrow Snoke and all that stuff. But how about that fight scene? Oh my god, that, that fight was awesome. scene was so good. I loved yeah. that th- that scene. Um, yeah. You know, it was co- completely unexpected for me, like, actually killing off Snoke. Yeah. You know, I did not expect that at all. But as soon as he started, like, wiggling his fingers, like, turning that lightsaber, mm-hmm. like, 90 degrees or whatever, to slice Snoke in half, I was just like, oh my god, he actually did that. Right. I thought he, I thought Snoke would be a, a player up until this next movie. Well, I think that's what makes it so effective is that. Oh yeah. And why and why people are a little sour about it, or some people, I guess, because it's it's not what you expected to happen. You expected Snoke to be, you know, there for the next movie and pulling the strings, and you know he was supremely powerful, and you know he just is his overconfidence is what got him, and then you know that really turns. The expectation for the next movie on its head because you you don't really know what's going to happen now. Um, right. If he would have stayed alive, you're like, well, it's going to be Return of the Jedi ish, where he's, you know, there's going to be some big thing where he's fighting against Snoke and Ray, and Ray wants him to join her side. You know, it, it would have been almost the same thing. So I'm glad they did that. I know a lot of people aren't happy about it, but I think it's awesome. Oh yeah, I agree. And like, it, I I just like that. This movie just shits on all of those like fan theories so hard as far mm-hmm. as like Ray's parentage, uh, all the Snoke bullshit. I mean, I think we'll eventually learn about Snoke in like a book, or and we might learn more about him in the next movie. Who knows? I just want to know where he got that gold robe. I know he's just like that gold member, man. Yeah, that that was that was pretty loud. I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, and Andy Serkis just plays that character so well. That guy's yeah. so good. Um, he is. And he, he is. They made that character super powerful, too. Yeah. He even did that the Force Lightning, and he's bridging these two characters, like, minds together through the right. Force. Um, and he just, he just like, moves Ray so easily. Just, like... And she's fighting it. He's, it's yeah. not like she's just standing there. He, she's fighting it, and he's just moving her no matter what. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 whole scene was pretty cool. And it, but it mirrored a lot of things from actually Return of the Jedi. You know, he oh, makes yeah. her go. He makes her look out the window at the his, her forces oh, being yeah. destroyed. You yeah, know? that was very reminiscent of that, wasn't it? The, yep, she had the handcuffs on, and he took them off. You know, just a lot of different things like that that are like this is exactly how Return of the Jedi played out. But then at the end, it's not how it played out. Right. So, 
So. Yeah, they take some some elements from that and just kind of like create something total totally new almost. Right. Right. Um. Wait, we 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 skipped a part that I want to kind of go. Back oh yeah, to. yeah, yeah. Go for um, it. When she goes down in the hole. I know that it's, what, it's, what was that? It's bizarre, and that's yeah. one, that's kind of like one of the like what the hell moments in the movie where it's like Thor taking his bath and and uh, yeah, shit. Civil War? No, that wasn't Civil War. That was Ultron too. Ultron, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like Thor going to take his bath, and you go, there was more to this, and I don't know what you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, it was, it was a very visually striking scene. It looked cool. I just don't know what it did. Yeah, like, remember she's snapping her fingers, right? And it's just like, I don't <laughs> know. It was, it was, well, I thought it, I was tripping for a minute when I was I was in there. So yeah, yeah. it's like uh, you know the cave on Dagobah. You know, it, it's similar to that. You know, yeah, it's, it's kind of one of those things. But that was more straightforward about what it was about. You know, it, it was definitely a, um, you know an analogy for what Luke had to do, you know, yep. like he, he kills Darth Vader and it's him, you know, mm-hmm. he has to fight his dark side. This, I'm not so sure what they were getting. No, they don't give you a yeah. clear answer of what right. it was really trying to be. Cause she's talking about, show me my parents. And it's just, it shows a, like a, a blurry figure walking through like on the other side of that, like glass or whatever that was. And it just ends yep. up being her. Like, yeah, I don't, necessarily understand what that means like maybe she already knows the answer yeah that could be what what they're what they're saying with that i don't know yeah i, it, I just thought that, weird. that scene that scene was weird i didn't it didn't bother like retract from the movie at all i just was like where, where were they getting to with that you know and yeah. i'm sure we'll find out in the next movie or jj abrams will forget about it <laughs> yeah yeah actually i i saw this tweet that said um it was the the title crawl for the next movie and it said, oh, uh, I saw said, that too. It's all a dream. The the Knights of Ren are are uh, in charge of the galaxy. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And I, I made me laugh pretty hard. I uh, actually saw a petition to like Shut remove up. Episode Eight from Star Wars canon. Oh. <laughs> oh, man, I'm serious. All these uh, <sighs> these people and their petitions, nerds, man. like bunch of nerds. Yep. The movie's good. Leave it alone. If you don't I like know. it, that's okay. I'm not trying to shit anybody's opinion, but you can't petition for a movie not to exist. That's just dumb. Yeah. Oh, whatever. I know. It's just, if you don't like a movie, so what? Don't see it ever again. Boom. Problem solved. Right. It's not like they're going to release uh, you know, a Zack Snyder cut or anything. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I hope, I hope but, not. Yeah, let let let's just move on for that. But right. I, what did you think of uh, when Hawks walked back into the throne throne room and saw Snoke cut in half, and then Kylo was like faking being like passed out? Yeah, that, that was, that was pretty. It's a good move by Kylo. It's good. Uh, yeah, they, you know, because if Hawks knew he killed them, no way Hawks would listen to him. You know, they'd right. try to kill Hawks too. Then, but uh, whatever. Yeah, it's a but... good way for. For, to keep Hawks in the story without, you know, because the part of the thing that's going to be cool, I think, in the next movie about that is those two pushing and pulling against each other on and what to do next, you know? Yeah. Well, and I like that Hux, like, reached for his blaster briefly, and right. then, like, Kylo started to get back up, and he, like, oh, shit, put it away. Because they're, they're, almost, they're almost like brothers, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, they have a that very, don't... like, 
brotherly relationship as far as like they're trying to like one up each other like who's... and impress impress daddy yeah yeah for sure and and now uh hux is pretty much like kylo's bitch yep in a way like we see just on because the... he's not nearly as powerful as he is yeah yeah and he doesn't have like snoke to like like uh go crying to daddy about kylo ren you know right, yeah they, sure. they, they can't really play that anymore so I guess, yeah, Kylo is the supreme leader. Um, so we talked about Canto Bite and how it's like very reminiscent of like something from Harry Potter. And, you know, like the in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter because they fail anyways, which is fine, I guess. Right. Um, but then we see <laughs> Captain Phasma confront Finn. Now I I know you've never been too hot on Captain Phasma. You're you're kind of like in the Force Awakens, well, like what's all the hype with this character? You know, like yeah, well, she was a complete throwaway character in the Force Awakens, and it's kind of the same again. Mm-hmm. To to me, it's like you know people love Boba Fett, but the guy's a joke, man. He can't get anything right, and Phasma is the same as Boba Fett. Well, it, Bo- well, Boba Fett and Empire Strikes Back is. He he kind of has a cool mystique and he seems to, he's kind of a badass. Right. They and they portray him that way and they portray Phasma the same way, but at the end of the day when they got to get something done, they can't. Yeah, Boba Fett got knocked into the Sarlacc pit. Right. Wow. And, and he he's not even the one that captured Han Solo, it was Darth Vader. Yeah. You know, he didn't even do his job. So right. yeah, that's a whole other discussion, but Phasma to me is just the same. Oh, it looks cool, and that's it. There's no substance there. Well, prior to The Force Awakens, I put this on my Christmas list. Put what on your Christmas list? Right here. Dude, I can't see your feed. Oh, okay. Well, I have a... The the YouTube feed is like... Oh, yeah, there's a delay. Okay, so I have a a Star Wars Elite Series Captain Phasma figure here. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's unopened. The tape. Well, of course, you don't open anything. The seal is still on here. I think I might open this thing now because I think there's zero value to this action figure. Oh, you're gonna open it because of that? Possibly. Well, it's just like I had huge hopes for that character, and they pretty much two times in a row they kind of just threw her down the shitter. Now I liked the fight between Finn and Phasma. I just didn't like. Captain Phasma had hardly but any screen time. So take, take the fight in Force Awakens between uh they've they've codenamed him Traitor, but yeah. that stormtrooper and Phasma and it's literally the same. It it doesn't matter. Right. I agree. You know, the Phasma's just that, but in a in a cool coat of paint. Yep. Bulletproof armor, yeah. which yeah. If you go Why back to the, just put that on everybody. Well, it might be pricey, you know. Yeah. They don't. They don't want to give general like regular stormtroopers that stuff because it's it's a lot of resources. But if you go back to the Force Awakens, why didn't she try to put up a fight when Han and Finn and Chewie put a blaster to her face and made her? Uh... Yep. Plot holes. Uh, yeah. You know what? We need to petition to delete both <laughs> of these movies. Yeah, from, and I, from Star Wars. That that's just me nitpicking. Like I honestly yeah. don't care really about that at all. It's it's completely fine to me. But um, 
Yeah, I, it's I just disappointing for a character that you wanted to see be more successful. For sure, for sure. and especially it's the actress Gwendolyn Christie. She's in Game of Thrones. She's a badass right. in that show. She's a really good actress, and I just don't think she really got enough time to really shine or make the character as interesting as it could have been. So right. it's it's just disappointing, but it's not the end of the world. It it didn't detract too much from the film. I still really enjoyed it. So it's just kind of a minor gripe, I guess. Yeah. For sure. Um, Yoda. Oh, my God. Thank you for reminding me. I didn't have that on my notes. I don't know how. You're my savior. Fucking Yoda, man. He's I know. Now, and it wasn't It wasn't super serious uh, uh, original, or not original, uh, first trilogy Yoda. It was Empire Strikes Back Yoda. It was the yeah. goofy ass, I'm going to steal your food and chuck it in the swamp Yoda. You yeah. Know? When he, uh, I think it was when he, you know, he, I don't know, he got that lightning strike to strike the the force tree, mm-hmm. and then I was that when like Luke, well, it might have been when like Luke f- fell back backwards. Mm-hmm. Is that when Yoda started like laughing and his like feet yeah. were like started kicking and he was you know, <laughs> oh yeah, like that shit. yeah, that was yeah. so good. No, yeah. the, the I first... remember when um we watched. We watched all six movies before The Force Awakens came out. And I remember the contrast in Yoda from the first three movies to the second three was just ridiculous. Because in the first three movies, he's just like, you know, he's he's just all serious about everything. And then Empire Strikes Back, he's like fucking, you know, eating his food without asking and shit like that. You know what I mean? So I was just like, what? This contrast is so weird. So I'm glad they brought it back to the one, the Yoda that Luke knows. Right. And that's, you know, the, the goofy, wise, but goofy, crazy Yoda. So Yeah. Yeah, that that's one of the best moments from the entire film. And that's, it's it's such a priceless moment. Like, I, yeah. I, I thought it could be a possibility that we might see Yoda or Ewan McGregor, Ewan McGregor pop up as Obi-Wan in the movie. But it's like... What are the what are the chances of that actually happening? And I'm right. so glad that they put Yoda in the film, and it makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, Luke would go to or would you know seek out a Force Ghost Yoda for advice while he was on this island or throughout the years. Um, you know, it's still possible we might see a, a Force Ghost Obi Wan, but I think we're obviously yeah. going to see a different Force Ghost um, in the next one. Yep, probably. Um, should we should we just get right to that? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so the planet crate, we get that that it wasn't even really like that big of an action sequence. It was just those skim speeders just like driving towards these like uh, AT ATM six walkers. Yeah, um, and they didn't really do anything. They just kind of shot out shot at, and they kind of just like drove towards and then like broke well, off to the side. Junk. Yeah, and then uh, junk. I thought uh, a moment where Finn could have sacrificed himself and had such a good story arc where he, you know, he was a fleeing coward at the start of the movie or kind of the middle of the movie. He wanted to just, like, abandon the resistance and just kind of, like, do his own thing because he was a coward. He was a deserter. Well, it, it, he was a coward, but he wanted, you know... He obviously well, he wanted Ray. He has a pretty big connection with Ray, and yeah. he wants he wants to see Ray, um, which I think is really going to play into the next movie. I think there's going to be a bit of a, a a love square, if you will, 
with Rose, Finn, oh. Ray, and then Kylo Ren. Because that he definitely... Is this like Twilight? It might be, man. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. We'll see how Abrams plays it. But I, I think they were hinting at that. That there was... Yeah. He... Because... They showed, you know, Finn kind of tending to Rose while she was passed out, and Ray was just kind of staring over there, like, uh, you know what I mean? She didn't make a face necessarily, but it was like she was definitely longing on that, and then someone interrupted her gaze, you know? Um, I think there's definitely something there with that. But anyway, I thought this this planet was really visually striking. I thought it was a really cool, regardless of how much action actually happened there. Yeah. Just how tore up and, and, and blood red the battlefield was, you know, when, when Luke finally shows up, it, it was just such a cool look for the scene. And it was almost like they wanted it to look like it was bloodied, but that's nothing they would ever do in a Disney movie or right. a Star Wars movie for that matter. Right. Uh, yeah. That's the reason that lightsabers cauterize wounds. Cause they don't ever want to show blood, mm-hmm. you know? So, but they, they had this scene where it looked like it was just blood, but it was really just this this salt. And they made a point of telling you, oh, this is salt, you know. But <laughs> I just thought it was a really cool-looking scene, and I'm, I'm glad they did that. And then, you know, Luke comes into play there. Um, and uh, you you knew he was going to come into play. They weren't just going to leave him on – have that revelation with Yoda and then leave him on that island, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, so pretty much, uh, you know – the first order, you know, they use their, what did they say? It was miniaturized Death Star tech to, yep. to blast through that 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 base door, and so mm-hmm. the the rebels have their backs pinned up against a cave wall, literally, and then, uh, you know, the perfect timing, Luke Skywalker shows up, and he's not showed up in person. He's projecting himself through the Force. Did you did you see that coming? No. Now I, when he gets when they light him up, you know when they just just light him up yeah. with the blasters. I kind of knew. I felt like something was up, and he's still there standing. I I, I agree. Yeah, that's nothing that's ever happened in any Star. Wars. And I guess you know that's not a good example because Leia flying through the sky, you know, is a different thing. But, um, I to me, I was like, there's something wrong about this he's not there or he's you know only kylo ren can see him or something there's something weird there um but i thought that scene was pretty cool i thought the lightsaber fight they had was cool a lot of cg in that lightsaber scene um but i I still thought you know we didn't really get we got that cool scene with ray and and kylo fighting the the guard but we really didn't get a lightsaber on lightsaber scene yeah we, we we didn't have saber to saber Right, and that was the the only thing that really qualified as that, and I thought that was really cool. I also, to jump back a little bit, I thought it was really cool that they gave Leia and Luke a moment. Yeah, um, that was very nice. Because that you know that's not going to happen. Uh, and they didn't give Han and Leia a moment. You know what I mean? No. So I feel like you got to give Luke and Leia a moment there. Um, and I thought that was really really well done. Yeah. One thing about that whole Luke and Kylo scene is that after rewatching it a couple times, and I, I obviously read something after I watched the movie the first time about this is that if you pay attention to Luke Skywalker throughout the entire scene, when he's like confronting Kylo, every time Kylo Ren steps, he makes a skid mark with that red mineral. If you watch Luke never once when he steps, does he make a red mark on that, that soil or, 
that mineral stuff. So that nice. that's a very like good attention to detail that they had making wow. making okay, the movie. Yeah, I'll have to watch for that when I see it tomorrow. Yeah, so they specifically show Kylo like sliding his foot with like a red uh, trail, like skid mark. And then every time Luke makes a step, it's never like showing uh, like a red skid mark. So wow, wow. that's another yeah. like detail that you can you can pay attention and not not something that you would really pay attention to, you know, until no. you realize what's going on. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yep. Um, one scene that I think gets a little. Uh, over overrun here is uh poe getting his like redemption you know of you know what i'm gonna make the right call here and we're gonna evacuate when i think poe at the beginning of the movie would have let's go help luke skywalker you know yeah that that Uh, was a very good arc i I really like that where finn's like trying to like get poe to like agree to to get out there we need to attack we need to help luke skywalker but then he realizes from all this stuff that's happened earlier on in this movie that they need to, you know, use this as a chance to escape. Right. Luke's out there stalling so we can be the spark that will light the fire that burns the First Order down. Yep. And I, I loved yep. that moment, you know. Yep. It's it's he, he learned what Leia was trying to teach him, you know, and that's, yeah, the, it, the, the, you know, say what you want about the second part of the movie, which which I had, and that, that was a frustration that they didn't just tell him the plan. But when you get to that part, you go, oh, this is what this was all about. They're trying to teach Poe, and they want Poe to learn that. And it, it works for his character, and I think it's awesome. Right. Yeah, like, Poe, I, I really liked Poe in this movie. I thought he's he was fantastic. And I think they're really kind of, like, forming him to become, like, a a top player in the in the Resistance or the Rebellion now. So I think he's well, going to be kind of a top dog after Leia. Yeah, well, that's the thing, you know, it, it really depends how they handle Leia. Um, you know, I thought it was interesting that they, they let her they let her survive the movie, because um, I'm not sure what they're going to do with that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and, and she might just fade away like a force ghost like Luke did, you know, I, I, that's that's very possible. But I, I think now that she's going to be out of the picture, I think Poe's definitely the guy who's going to lead them. Um, and I think that's good that they built the built that learning tool and that leadership for him in that so you can go through the next movie and everybody can go this guy knows what he's doing this is awesome so yep yeah he definitely uh had a big learning lesson in this film um it, it yeah as far as how they like handle leia in the next one i mean i read a statement from ryan johnson a couple of days ago i think this past weekend about leia's sort of like almost death in the film and I think they didn't want to change that. They wanted the audience to see like her full performance as they like intended it to be mm-hmm. instead of just kind of like retooling it to make her actually dead. I mean, it right. makes it harder for the next film, but I think it's a, it makes us appreciate her moment in, in this film a little bit more knowing that this is what we were actually supposed to get from her instead of kind of like, retooling it to kind of just make it convenient for the next movie right for sure and i think anytime you know a studio makes a decision or a director makes a decision like that based on outside things it hurts the movie you know and it's the same idea with um justice league and 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 superman's mustache you know oh yeah that they reshot all those scenes uh, and he you know now he looks silly you know and so i yeah that really hurt movie but yeah that really hurt but 
I know I know you've been you've been really down about the mustache and the, and the weird looking lip. So yeah, I wish I never would have knew about that going into that movie. But yeah, it, yeah that's yeah. kind of a it's a whole nother uh, discussion, a long yeah, discussion. Sure. So anyway, we're we're to Luke. Uh, yeah, ending, ending the way he started, looking at that double sunset. You know, I thought it was very uh, very poetic, very. Very cool way to end his story. Absolutely, uh, he, yeah. He was the legend that the universe needed him to be, even though he, you know, at times struggled with that. Um, yep. And I just think that's a really cool way to, to end it um, for him. Yeah. And, and when uh, Kylo, obviously, he tried cutting Luke in half, and then he turned around and Luke was just standing there. And then, uh, what did he... He said something to to kylo maybe not and then i guess kylo stuck his lightsaber in luke's like chest or like stomach and we obviously saw that it's like almost like a, a ghost or i i, I don't yeah. know it just kind of goes through him and kind of has like a glow and then uh what he said i'll see you around kid and then he yeah, kind of just well, he, he oh, before before he he went at him, he said almost a very similar line to what Obi Wan said to Darth Vader. Yes, yeah. and he said, uh, you know, if you strike me down, I'll be more powerful. Yeah, I don't remember the exact line because it's slightly different from what Obi Wan. Yeah, he said. he lets Kylo know that I'll always be be with you, just like your father. Yeah, yeah, he says that too. Yep, yep, which is a pretty powerful line because you know, yeah, you can tell Kylo Ren, you know thinks about that on, on a minute-to-minute basis that he that he murdered his father. Right. You know? And especially, the, we didn't talk about this, but when they're attacking the uh, Republic's main ship, yes, he, knows Le- he knows Leia's in there, and it's, he takes his hands off the controls. Yep. Because well, he, he doesn't want to be the one to do he it. He flies right by that that bridge where Leia's at, and then she, like, yep. senses it. Yep. And then he makes, like, another round, and then he's, like, going towards... That that part of the ship where she's at, and he takes his finger off the trigger. Then those other Tie Fighters zoom past him and like blow blow that deck up. And yep. uh, yeah, it, it, the thing the thing is that he, you know, he was pulled towards the light during that moment, but it still happened no matter what. So right, right, you know. And we didn't we didn't actually um, talk about what caused kylo to be the way he is either and that's the oh, whole luke trying to the finish that darkness off in his moment of weakness yes and i thought it was really interesting the way they made luke look in that scene yeah they made him look with the darkened eyes and the and almost like he was you yeah know, like um the, the thing i compare it to the uh, closest is um in lord of the rings when um frodo has the ring and uh bilbo make this face turns and it's yeah. like, ah, like that. That's what it made me think <laughs> yeah. of. And I was just like, oh, wow. Because that's how Kylo would see it in his nightmares, you know, of Luke standing over him with this lightsaber ready to murder him. And that's how he feels about it. Where when yeah. they Luke talked about it, he still looks somewhat sinister, but not nearly as sinister as he did when Kylo described it. And I yeah. thought that was very cool and interesting. Well, um, and I liked how they played that in like the different perspectives, where like the way like Kylo, I guess, viewed that moment to where what actually happened with Luke, mm-hmm. where he he saw that darkness in Kylo, and he made the choice to to 
he was going to murder Kylo because he saw, he saw all the darkness and that there was no redeeming Kylo. Um, and then he, I don't know, for whatever reason, he had a moment in him where he, he couldn't do it. And then Kylo wakes up and, you know, so in a, in a way, like Luke is partially responsible for like the creation of Kylo, even though that darkness was already in him. But I think it, um, I don't know. I think it helped it like bring it out of him in a way. For sure. For sure. Um, Yeah. Yeah. We got a a, Zoras domain. What's your question? And yes, this is a completely spoiler filled review of the last Jedi. Um, Oh, we didn't talk about the Porgs. Oh, do we have to talk about the Porgs? You didn't like the Porgs? (laughs) No, I liked the Porgs. I thought, I I thought they were going to be, I thought they had the potential to be kind of like not necessarily Jar Jar Binks level bad, but I thought they could get pretty ridiculous. Yeah. I, I just thought um they don't know what to do with Chewbacca anymore. And no, they didn't they did not give Chewbacca yeah. enough to do. And and it's cause Han's gone and it makes sense. Um but yeah, they, they don't they don't know what to do with Chewbacca and that makes me sad other than play with the porgs. Yeah, you know? and I'd much rather have Porgs than um, C-3PO, as you know, because yeah. C-3PO drives me nuts. I hate. Someone to- tells him <laughs> to shut up in the movie, and I was just like, "Praise the Lord, yes, tell him to shut up." <laughs> yeah, but, not enough R two either. But I, yeah. I, I did really like that moment between Luke and R two when like Luke yeah. or when R two starts like waking up. And then Luke realizes that it's R2, like, back in the corner, like, in the dark. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then he's like, R2! Like, it was just a perfect moment. And then, obviously, R2 plays that, like, old recording of Leia, like, asking Obi-Wan Kenobi for help. And that that was just... uh, that, that To me, that's one of the greatest moments in Star Wars. Like, it's just such a... Such a callback to all the to the older films and just such a meaningful moment. Uh, you know, it just brings it back to the, the original star Wars movie. I just, I loved that for sure. For sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, is there anything else we got to cover? Did we, did we cover? Ooh, um, okay. So pretty much the end of the movie, it's pretty, yep. uh, what is it? The, the rebels, I guess they're called rebels. Now they called them rebels several times in the movie. Uh, yep they pretty much all board the millennium Falcon, all like 30 of them. Yep. And then, uh, the first order, they get to that base on crate and it's empty. And Kylo finds those, those, uh, beads or jewels that Luke left Leia, And they just kind of like the, the dice. The yeah. The cubes. dice. Yeah. Yep. Chance cubes. Yeah. Yeah. And he, you know, is angry. Um, the 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 ray picking up the rocks scene is cool yeah because it really it, it it's the scene that's like oh she knows what she's the the big spark of hope that they have now that luke's gone you know she's the person that can can help lead this and everybody's amazed by this big thing she does when really she's just lifting rocks but um <laughs> yeah that that that's that's a cool scene for her to go hey this is you know this, I, i'm powerful now look at me you know yeah well, and it's kind of funny because when Ray and Luke are on the island, don't they make a joke about lifting rocks? Yep. 
Yep. And now at the end of the movie, she has to lift rocks. Well, and she even says it. She goes, just lifting rocks. Like, she she (laughs) makes a callback reference to it. Yeah. So I thought that was was pretty clever, yeah. Um, Yeah. Shit, I'm having trouble remembering remembering what they end on. Oh, now I remember. The kid. Yes, but, but... The kid from the stables. Yeah. One thing, though, Ray took those ancient Jedi texts. She did? Yes. When when Finn goes on the Falcon, he like puts his jacket away or grabs something out of like a a, a cabinet or like a, a drawer, and those books are sitting right there. So Ray has all really? of those ancient Jedi texts. So Luke thought he burnt it all down and he Yeah. Didn't. Well I, I didn't think catch that. I think Yoda knew that Ray had taken those Jedi texts. So he was just like, Yeah, let's I'll just burn it. Yeah. So Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't recognize that. Funny, speaking of things that people didn't recognize, I saw it with my brother as well, and he says to me yesterday, he goes, so I guess at the end of the movie, when that little kid walks out, he grabs the broom with the force? And I said, you didn't notice that? That was yeah. like the, the thing I noticed, is that... And and it plays into the um, the thing about Ray being a nobody, right? Having her parents be nobody. Is that it, It's the downtrodden that get... Uh, get these powers and get these these yep. this heavy interaction with the force. I didn't want to say metachlorians, but y- you know what I mean. And it's well, uh, and, and it's the it's the they they try and make it a uh, kind of obvious that the force chooses kind of who 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 is allowed to use the force. You know, the right. fo- the force flows through everything, but it almost chooses who who gets to use it in a way. So yeah. you see those kids who are they're passionate about these animals and there's like animal cruelty going on in that that casino city. Yeah. And it's it's those good kids that uh or that one boy, I guess, who we who's the only one we really see have that that force power um that they're capable of using it. So and I don't think that kid is necessarily going to be uh a character in the next movie. No. I think it's just kind of foreshadowing what's to come. Uh, he obviously had that, that ring that Rose gave him with right. the, the rebel insignia. And uh, I think it's just explaining that the legend of Luke Skywalker has spread. And it's that spark that's going to ignite the galaxy. Like you said, because they called for help yep. at the different corners of the, of the, of the galaxy and no one helped them. But now if you don't, you, you light that fire under everybody with that legend and that people help, you know, yep. and that, I think that's where that was going. Um, but yeah, I don't think that kid's going to like pop up like, and he's going to like show the ring and go, remember me, I'm the kid with the ring. You know, I don't <laughs> think that's going to happen. Um, but it's, it's almost like a, 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 a piece to go, Hey, this is, this is what you can expect from the, yeah. from the next movie. You know? Right. Um, yeah. I, I thought it, I, th- I really liked the movie. I thought it ended really well. Um, and overall, I just think it was a fun experience. I'm excited to see it again. And I, I understand if people didn't like certain aspects about it, but just try to remember it just because it's Star Wars. It's just a movie. It's not right. a, It's not something that's going to ruin your life or, or, or you don't have to cry because they did something to Luke Skywalker that, you, you know, anyway, uh, I'm getting into the weeds here. But yeah, yeah I really well, enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. Well, and even if like, even if like. Just because somebody else has a different opinion, that doesn't make it them or you wrong. Like you can all have different opinions. You yeah, know? that's like for sure. You don't have to like call somebody names because they liked the movie or didn't like the movie. Like yeah. Um, but I I loved the movie. Yeah, like you said, there's obviously things that 
weren't perfect about the film, but I really liked the job that Ryan Johnson did on this. I'm excited for his upcoming trilogy. I don't know how soon we're going to get that. I imagine just a couple more years. It will. My guess is they're going to finish this trilogy and then that will be the next. That yeah. will take the spots after because right now they're doing the side movies every yep. other year and they're doing these the mainline movies every other year. So that's my guess. But yeah, we'll see. it's probably three or four years away. Maybe. Well, yeah. we got episode nine in two years. So we'll we see. got what Han Solo this year. Yeah, we still haven't gotten a trailer for that. So <sighs> man, I don't know about that one, dude. Rob- I told you that. Ron Howard's going to bring it back, man. Those Lego directors were, uh, they're trying to make Han into Ace Ventura. Well, but the man, man, that first, I don't know. I, I just don't know. When you hear things like, you find out how Han Solo got his name. What? Yeah. His name's I, Han Solo. What do you I mean? I don't think, and, and that was, that was, uh, Bob Iger that said that, the Disney yeah. CEO was a boss by the way um i think he was more saying and who knows it could be his actual name but i think of kind of like his like his persona you know like his his mystique han solo yeah i don't know man i think they i think his name's gonna be like jimmy sullivan and then oh my name's han solo isn't that the (laughs) avenge sevenfold drummer i don't know dude i I, I could be wrong but uh (laughs) Yeah, let's bring it back to The Last Jedi. Okay, so we both loved the movie. It's not a perfect yep. movie, but I had a fantastic time watching this. I'm going to probably see it, I'd say, maybe one and or two more times. But For the record, I liked it more than Force Awakens. Yeah, I, I honestly think it's going to have more rewatchability than The right. Force Awakens. Um, I, I There were a couple... Force Awakens, I liked it a lot, but there were a couple moments of Force Awakens where I was just like, Really? And and this movie, I really didn't have too much of that. And I, I from the only thing I was sitting there going, man, this movie's so long. And then I looked, and it is the longest Star Wars movie. Yeah, two and a half. Uh, two and a half hours. And I was just like, I can't believe how long this movie is. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we got out. We got out of the movie at freaking one thirty in the morning. So. Yep. Oh wow, that, that's show. late. Dang. Ten ten thirty showing. Yeah. Dang. It was it was pretty late. Yeah. But. Yeah. Anyway, I, I thought it was good. I had fun talking uh, about it with you, Rex, as always. Yeah, so, th- thanks for being I, on. Of course, anytime. I, I love chatting about movies with you. Yeah, I um, guess if, if you just want to let uh, people that watch my channel, let them know a little bit more about you and your YouTube channel, what they can find over um, there at uh, the Super Spike Getty Brothers. Yeah, we're the Super Spike Getty Bros. It's uh, me and my younger brother's channel. We do Let's Plays. Um, sometimes we do skits. And, and when we do Let's Plays... It's not always about the video game. It's more like a, a like a podcast. Yeah, it's a conversational piece. We, we 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 talk about movies. We talk about music. We talk about video games, obviously. But then chicken you know, patties, chicken patties, in Arby's. Patties. I love Arby's. We talk about fast food a lot. <laughs> um, and I have some of my friends come on at times, and we and we play different stuff. So yeah, come check us out, Super Spaghetti Bros. Um, yeah. Yeah, and thanks for having me on again, man. It was awesome. Yeah, no problem. We'll have to do it again. It's a lot of fun. Now that I've kind of figured out the uh, the live stream uh, capabilities, yeah. and we can just I'll do some to... pre-recorded stuff too. But I'll have to get a better light in my room. The lighting in my room is pretty awful, but we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. All right, guys. I think that's going to do it for this uh, live stream of The Last Jedi. We want you guys to get down below in the comment section and let us know what you thought of this movie. 
you know what you thought of certain scenes now that we're talking about spoilers in this video let us know some of your beer what did you think of luke skywalker and kylo ren on that uh planet crate and all that kind of crap so yeah leave us your thoughts down below i'm rex overdrive i'll see you next time